This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hi, everyone. My name is Antoine, and I will be your host today for this Global Ambitions podcast episode. And today, my guest is Ange Nedoma, and Ange is the CEO at XTRF. The topic today is about TMS and the challenges, the do's and don'ts of when you're implementing a TMS in your own organization, whether you're an LSP or a client. Anje, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Antoine, and hello, everyone. Can you briefly tell us about you and XTRF? Oh, yeah, sure. So, so I'm co-founder and CEO in XTRF, and XTRF is the software that helps manage and automate translation projects whether this is within uh, LSPs or MLVs, so translation service providers, or corporate organizations focusing on uh, managing multilingual documentations. So you work with both sides then, clients as well as service providers. Yes, that's right. Can you maybe tell us when those organizations usually approach you? When do they realize that they have a need for a TMS? And usually what is the challenge associated with that? Yeah, you know, there are, there are different reasons, Antoine, why they come to improve their operations, why they come to us, right? And these reasons will be different between the types of clients. When this is about LSPs, typically this is because they are flooded with work. The type of content, the, the type of project changes. So we'll see lots of smaller and smaller projects, but into many languages. And so managing this efficiently requires some automations, requires a powerful system to help project managers still be efficient within this process. And of course, it might be also clients who request our clients, so, so who request translation companies to improve the way they cooperate or communicate with their clients. So they request a portal or they require some other semi or automated ways of exchanging projects. And this is when they come to us. When it is on the corporate side, so the corporate buyer who wants to have the system. Well, this is also related to increasing number of languages that they want to produce within the organization because they want to sell into more markets, but they want to keep the same team within the localization department or within the language department. So apparently they have more work, uh, more languages, but still would like to more or less keep the in-house budget under control. Mm -hmm. And by the way, control and budget and reporting is another big topic that corporates come with. So how can they really control very well spending per project, per language, per product, and report it up within their structure? They also need a centralized system to do it. Right. And it seems that whether it's on the LSP side or on the corporate side, there's a certain point in time in terms of their maturity when they feel that they need to move to TMS, right? Is it like when they're moving away from a reactive ad hoc requirement for translation to something that is a more regular requirement and additional volumes, additional languages on a regular basis? Is that correct? Is that what you're seeing? Yes, exactly. That's correct. And as I say, there is typically a trigger, right? Something changes. Right. There is an increase in language, for example. And uh, this is when they realize, okay, we cannot just you know, manage everything through emails or Excel. We need to have a system to support us. So when there is a change in business operations, 
typically this request comes. And in LSPs, uh, like I said, we, we see lots of smaller and smaller projects on the market. And of course, for LSP to still maintain the margin within the smaller volume or value of the project, well, automation is required. Okay, and we'll come back to automation because I think that's important and inter interoperability as well the, with the integration into different systems. So what, what's the main challenge that you see that those companies, when they approach you, that they have when implementing a TMS? Yeah, exactly. So we said, let's give people a few hints or how to do it and how to don't do it, right? Right. So typically, when you implement a system, when a company implements a system, there is a business reason behind this, right? They want to change something from the present and see an improved future, right? So they want to improve operations in a certain way. They have a business goal to achieve, right? And I think... Well, I think uh, I see it. Um, it's really important during the implementation process, never lose this business goal from your site, right? right? This is why we met. This is why we decided to implement the system. So for sure, you have to be very strict about or fixed about your goal. You want to get there, but you have to be flexible in terms of the way how you get there. Right. The typical mistake that we see is that when people buy a new system, they want to exactly copy the processes as, as they have today. And the natural question is, if you want to copy the same uh, procedures or the same process, then probably you don't need the new system, right? You came here to improve something. So, of course, some changes, some improvements in the process must happen. That's one of the reasons why we met. And, of course, it requires the teams to be trained to the new, new uh, processes and also accept the new processes. So I think keep in mind your goal and then work with your team to elaborate the new way that will be more optimal for your organization. What is it that people are looking for? And it might be different from the TMS than it is from the client side, but is it what a, a full integration with uh, source repositories or content management system, as well as the automation associated with the workflows, as well as in integration with a CAT tool environment? Or what part do you feel like those clients that approach you are looking for the most? Yeah, it can be really any of these or everything together, right? So it's really important to understand what's the business situation and why they come to us, right? It might be that they have clients to, who require cooperation through portals. So in that way, of course, implementation of portals or automated way of exchanging projects with client will be important in this implementation process. It might be that people see there is lots of tasks performed by project managers, which make the process inefficient or too expensive. So they want to automate part of these steps that are typically manually uh, executed by project managers so that we free the project manager's time so that they can spend more time understanding clients and talking to clients rather than moving files, right? And in that case, implementing some automations within the workflow will be important, right? It is also quite often that people say they don't really uh, communicate efficiently with the suppliers, with the vendors. Mm -hmm. So they also take this part under control. They want to implement the vendor portal, they want to communicate with them in a more efficient way, maybe through the chat. So this would be another reason, right? So that's why I say we always start with the business reason, with the business situation, what we want to achieve, what we want to change. In corporate world, we see lots of times 
hundreds of in-house clients or internal clients who buy translation services from the localization department, right? right? And their goal is to really centralize all the demand for their services on one department. And in that case, they will also use the portals through which they can place orders within their in-house localization departments. So you see, the business reasons might be different, mm -hmm. uh, but they are really always subject to the business goal that they want to achieve. And from the goal, we go to the steps or actions that we want to take to achieve this goal. And they also have the ability to link to their internal financial uh, systems, right? For example, yes. Controlling is big topic typically within corporations. They always like to have more robust reporting mm -hmm. accessible on the fly. That's very important with corporate clients. But in translation companies, of course, as they mature, also as businesses, they want to have more control on their costs, on their profitability, on the trends within different clients or language combinations. So this type of business reporting is also important for them. And we see a lot of corporate or clients, large organizations usually starting to develop their own translation management system as well, you know? So what do you say uh, are the pros and cons like, and what do you see as trends in the industry of buying off the shelf product like your product XDRF versus an organization building their own? Yeah, I've written even an article on this topic because, you know, it's like, Lots of people think if they develop this on their own, it will be cheaper right. uh, and it will be something adapted to their needs, right? So we have to surely tackle these two questions. Will it be cheaper? No, it will be at least 10 times more expensive, right? The needs that you see today that you would expect from such system will surely change over time. It will even change within a few months. So if a company decides to develop a system today according to the needs that they know today, before they are ready, these needs will surely already change. They will already evolve. At the same time, you have to compare how much effort are you ready to put into development of a software, of a system, and how does it compare to the effort dedicated to this by a company like ours, where this is our core business, right? So if your core business is to deliver translations, then it's probably not the business of a software company. Or if you're a corporate client, and you deliver products worldwide or services worldwide, well, probably building a software or a software house is not your core business neither. So what chances do you really have to develop faster or cheaper than the company who does it as a core business and is basically financed by hundreds of companies who buy our product? Well, surely your product will be much, much more costly at the end than buying off the shelf. And the big question that we also said, okay, is our product going to be more adapted to our needs mm -hmm. in comparison with the product which is accessible off the shelf? This is a tricky question. And this is why XTRF, we spent so much time on building the robust API and also uh, preparing a team who can customize the system for the customer needs. So the requirement towards the system, which is off, off the shelf, is to be open enough to be open for connectivity with other systems, which will surely be present within your IT infrastructure that you see in any companies, right? So an open system is necessary, and then it's surely better off the shelf. And pre presumably, you've seen a lot of LSPs or even corporate clients asking for customization 
that eventually end up as being standard features of the product, right? Yeah, this is the, the way of, you know, understanding what the client expects, right? So listening to those needs and building these customizations, of course, we, we receive ideas about which of them could be expanded and adapted to much more open public. Because, of course, each time when a client requires a customization, this is very dedicated to their type of projects or needs. And when we want to develop this, make it accessible for hundreds of clients, well, it has to be pretty open and customizable in itself, right? So, so it's always important to expand this vision a bit. Yeah, so it seems very to summarize, I suppose, as to find out when is that trigger point in your business when you need to make that transition to a translation management system. And from that trigger point, follow the business objectives that you have defined from day one and work closely in a partnership with your organization, for instance, in this case, to make the right implementation? Of course. Of course, the vision, the vision that will be, it will be cheap. This is not true. You know, my business is to invest <laughs> in the system all the time. Uh, I know how many millions of euros we invest always in development of the product. This is probably not the amount that anyone right. else would like to invest just for their only benefit. It's going to be great for a lot of our listeners to understand, you know, what those trigger points are. And you have a large network in this industry working with a lot of LSPs and corporates. Would you recommend someone for us to invite on this podcast, for instance, in the industry? Yeah, like, uh, like we said, it's a, it's a big topic today to discuss about M&As, right? And I think right. there is a person who has a lot of personal experience from being bought, buying other companies, merging companies. And I'm thinking here about Britta Agard, who is the chief operations officer from Semantics. I'm sure her knowledge and experience, personal experience from these events in her career will be very you know, important and informative for your audience. Absolutely. That's a great suggestion. And we really look forward to having her on the show then. Absolutely. Well, Angie, thanks very much for um, coming to Global Ambitions podcast. It's a pleasure. I think this is a great topic and that will continue to be important for a lot of people in our industry. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. Subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.